getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like you. Welcome to Getting to Know Woo. I'm Natasha Levenger, a professional intuitive reader, energy healer, and inner child healing expert. After being raised with extreme narcissism, I found talk therapy was helpful, but it wasn't until I found energy and inner child healing that I was able to break free of family patterns that cut me off from knowing and loving my true self. I'm passionate about dispelling the rhetoric that these kinds of tools are impractical and ineffective. And in this podcast, I will be sharing how actually beneficial and transformative they are. My husband and producer, Brett, will be joining me in conversation, and we will be welcoming experts along the way. I'm excited to have you here. Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, shit. Just you oh. were laughing as we went in, but that's okay, right? We can just leave that. In. Yeah, it'll probably yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're off. This is the kind of day it's been. I don't know if it's like Mercury retrogrades have like. I pluralized that, and I didn't mean. To. <laughs> oh God! Oh, there are so happening? many retrogrades right now. Well, there are actually. Well, There's no, a lot I of know, planets actually, retrograde. As soon as I said that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, wow, it's like it's la- having its last hurrah, at least with my <laughs> body. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well, I wasn't going to talk about it, but now that I said that, I think I'm going to. Okay. Basically, what happened to me, people, is that I have been uh, microdosing um psilocybin which has been a lovely very gentle experience like you don't feel it there's no you know it's just um designed to help you essentially see patterns and have like more of a like clear patterns out of your life that aren't helpful in a really easeful way not it's not a permanent thing but anyway long story not short <laughs> I took a microdose of a new kind, and it was not a microdose to my body. No. And it's maybe still, in, I don't think it's still happening. I don't but think it, so. I, But I am still kind of recovering from it. I mean, it was like, it was just, wow. I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. It was a very body level situation where I was just, <laughs> what was your experience of it for me? <laughs> I mean, if you had told me you were drunk, it oh. would have seemed very similar. Like you okay. were sillier. That's saying And so, <laughs> sillier, Sybin. <laughs> and uh, uh oh. I told you not to do puns anymore today. I do remember oh, no, that I, telling you no, no more I puns. I thought we were going to highlight the puns. Oh, boy. Um, Mis- Mercury retrograding, miscommunication. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just mostly like you were laughing mm-hmm. more easily at things. I and, see. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I would say feeling things more intensely because it wasn't just laughing. No, I, I mean, it wasn't feel like, so silly. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I had, I was able to. Yeah, I was laughing more, but it felt heavier in my body. I felt hmm. like it did feel on a body level. I actually, I did a trade with somebody who does what I do a few days ago, and. She was telling me that I, about something I was processing that I still had 
that basically it was out of my energy field, but it was in my physical body still. And she's like, so whatever mm. you do to release that, it seems like you have ways to do that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But I feel like this experience was like, here it is. Just like, <laughs> but I wasn't, I wish I had gone outside in retrospect because mm. I didn't fully get it out of the old bot. <laughs> <laughs> well but I did it highlight did mm -hmm. it sort of like show you where it is it would like where you're still hanging on to it in your body um you that would you would think or slash hope but instead it just maybe i feel like i'm gonna have more perspective on this maybe in a week i'm not gonna do microdosing yeah. for a while at all or even the fake microdosing which was <laughs> the not accidental macrodosing that's right but i feel yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So that's something for me to think about. Not while I'm. It's not good podcasting for me to think about this. <laughs> no, let's just sit in silence for like okay. 10, 15 minutes. Hmm. You're not a very good producer, as it no. turns out. <laughs> um, anyway, today on our show, we have Britton LaRue, who is a good friend of mine and um a really amazing astrologer and teacher and she also makes these beautiful beautiful astrology workbooks and i'll tell you about her a little bit more in her bio but we've already recorded her segment and it was yeah. just uh, so good and for our little check-in this week um we were thinking that brett could tell his experience because it was meaningful <laughs> yeah so get ready for some meaning everybody uh well i so i'm I, as listeners may recall from uh, a couple episodes ago um my own history is um from uh grew up in a very religious household left that became kind of an obnoxious atheist and have uh, swung the um, pendulum back to the middle but I have a and very... you're not you're not saying all atheists are atheists are obnoxious just that you feel you were a no I became an obnoxious right. atheist okay yes. just one uh, no not all atheists are obnoxious certainly um, some of my best friends are atheists <laughs> um, I but I I think that I so I've settled somewhere in the middle of those uh, two beliefs, or rather I am swinging less violently between uh, those extremes, um, mm. or rather not swinging to those extremes. But my, I have a very sciencey background, and there was, um, and so I still have a very sort of skeptical questioning, like how does this work? Like I want to understand this kind of approach to a lot of things that I learn. And so when we were talking about having Britain on, um, I had, we, we had talked with her about me possibly asking some questions along those lines of like, I don't understand that, not from a skeptical, like defend yourself yeah. standpoint, but from a, like, help me understand um, this better. And yeah. so when we started the conversation, um, I, it would, did not take very long for those questions to just start to feel sort of, um, I was going to say irrelevant. inappropriate, but it's, yeah, irrelevant. irrelevant is probably a better way to say it. And this is, um, it was just very powerful listening to her talk about her approach to astrology and why it, you know, how she got there and, and the way that she works with it. And 
it reminded me of. You said it reminded you of. Oh yeah, of braiding sweet grass. Um, yeah. I forget the author's name, um, well, but we'll, we'll put, put it in, in the, the show notes. notes. Um, specifically, she was talking about learning an indigenous language. I forget which one, um, but she said that they do, that in braiding sweetgrass, not in braiding sweetgrass. Right, Britain yeah. was not talking about that. Um, <laughs> in braiding sweetgrass, she was talking about learning that language and that grammatically they divided uh, all nouns into living and non-living things, but that there were essentially very few non-living things <laughs> in this language. And, um, and that was, I, that really resonated with me at the time and it reminded me of that connection. And, um, what reminded I, you the, the conversation, uh, the conversation yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the conversation with Britain reminded me of that uh, of that as well. And it was meaningful for me because I guess I have not fully owned and like even right now saying this publicly is scary for parts. Mm. Uh, but it's, I have not really fully owned the fact that I, that there are very woo things that I do believe in. Like that, mm -hmm. I that I can't explain them, and I don't know that I were, will ever be able to, um, in the way that my skeptical parts want me to. Mm -hmm. But it's um, really but, Capricorn Moon of you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, I'm not. But uh, wait. Go on. <laughs> I but it's it is that same part that can't deny the experience of it. And that I have just been sort of becoming a little more comfortable with the idea that I don't have to be able to explain all of these things for them to be valid and meaningful. And like the sort of Western world patriarchal view of like what is provable and what mm -hmm. is valid, like if, is it testable? If not, then it's not real is um, is not the only yardstick that I should be measuring things by. Mm. It's making you emotional. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. It, um, it's a big leap for me. And yeah. it's... Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because you are a very emotional person. Mm -hmm. I often wonder, like, uh, when, like, for instance, love, you know, which I think is actually the thing that is experiencing that, like in our conversation with Britain, for me, what was so powerful was how connected like when she was talking about astrology how it just made me feel the connection like her view of it mm -hmm. then also made me feel connected to everything it mm. just reminded me of the connection to everything and i think what that connection is is love like is at the core of all of us and even and the planets and everything really yeah yeah um, and so you know, you are a person who, and like, you can't explain love, like you can't quantify it or be, right? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what you mean, but I, I mean, I know what you're saying, that it can't be reduced to its, you know, like biochemical parts and uh, explained <laughs> or I'm reproduced saying. that way, right? Is that, is that what you mean? Like when you say you can't explain love? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even known how to say it that way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I mean is, like, when you have that feeling, it's not like you can be like, oh, I know that feeling's coming from place X in my body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and it's happened, it happened because X 
and why equal, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I mean, I think there are a lot of efforts to do exactly that, Mm -hmm. but I also think that they are, um, failing. Um, well that they're, (laughs) they're too reductive that they like, like, yes, there may very well be like pheromone center Y being activated by, you know, pheromone X, Mm -hmm. but it does not capture the totality of the experience. And, and I mean, in some ways is not, important to the experience and that's like what i think that's what you started to say i'm not sure if we finished that thought is that that you were going to ask her these questions but then it just felt like that doesn't even need to be said it doesn't capture like i don't need to say that because it's it would be reductive or something right well i mean i for me, it felt like those questions, the you know, uh, the kinds of questions that I wanted to ask were not relevant to that conversation. Like they might be to another conversation. Right, right. But, yeah. that, but to that conversation about astrology, I would have just been shitting all over it. Like I would not have been paying attention to what was happening yeah. to, to ask those questions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, it, I agree. There's a time and a place for it but it was like we were having a conversation on a to be real woo about it maybe but like on a 5d level and those questions were like a you know not to minimize your questions but like any kind of analytical question would have been more like a 3d thing yeah it was like a bigger thing was happening than needing to understand something intellectually and i'm not saying that there's not a time and a place or like it i mean i'm curious about those questions too it's just not Yeah. Yeah. No, it just, the conversation felt like more holistic or maybe like like taking the whole experience uh, into account and not like trying to dissect anything. Yeah. So, anyway, the reason you're bringing it up is because that was a big thing for you, something you, you know, et cetera, et cetera, summary. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Meaningful moment for you. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Summary finished. Boom. Okay. But it was and I think that's something I I just I do feel like I can feel it on a level on a gut level that it's like it's very expansive for it's more expansive than this than even that moment or you know that experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the fact that it happened on this podcast is part of what was meaningful because it's sort of oh. um I it would have felt inauthentic to me to ignore that experience and to sort of just have to like own it publicly mm-hmm. and i mean i don't know i like i still feel a big impulse to sort of like uh to want to address people who are like i used to be um mm-hmm. in terms of like uh this is all bullshit and there's scientific reasons why no they're definitely not listening (laughs) or maybe they are maybe they are maybe they like you know i because this this felt like a continuation of the experience that i had when you and i um started seeing each other which was the same part of me that viewed the scientific method as not just something useful in a classroom but as an approach to life saw you doing essentially the same thing but with woo-woo stuff like not adhering to a dogma not tossing out data that came up that was difficult to explain with your current theories and Mm -hmm. and not um and 
testing ideas and keeping what worked. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, then, of course, on top of that, the experience of, of actually having these things work, you know, in my life. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. You know, I think it's a real TBC to be continued. Okay. So. <laughs> no, we're dead. Uh, this is. This is done. I'm it's done growing. dead to you now? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I thought you said we're dead. It's dead. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to read Britain's bio in a second. But before we do, first of all, you guys, thank you so much for all your oh reviews. God. Oh, my God. So thank grateful. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, like I've said before, it helps people find us. And also, it just feels really good to read. So yeah. we really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, we'd love it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts and, um, you know, star that baby up on Spotify <laughs> if you're over there or wherever you're listening. Okay. Let, I'm going to now. Now I will read Britain's bio. Okay. Despite a deep love of scholarship, Britton LaRue left behind a doctoral track in art history after hearing the moon call to her. Following a long season of apprenticeship under the teachings of the lunar cycle during a time of great change, Britton emerged into a new life as a public astrologer, an author, a teacher, and an intuitive guide. Britton is known for describing the complicated ancient art of astrology in ways that feel profoundly heart-opening, transformative, and inspiring. Boy, is that true. That all happened in this very interview. Okay. Britain calls what she does emergence astrology. The name emergence astrology centers her primary interest in the discipline, attuning to what is emerging in and for and through us so we can trust in life with more wild aliveness and embodied magic. Everything Britain sees her role as a steward to the offerings that want to move through her. Her job is to lovingly hold the space in service to the magic that wants to find form. You can connect with Britain through her podcast, Moon to Moon, which I will be on very shortly, on Instagram at Britain LaRue and her cherished workbooks or through her one-on-one -on -one or teaching containers. Yeah, so you can find her at BrittonLaRue.com and we'll also link to all of that in the show notes. And here is our interview. So, Britton, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Hey. Thank you for having me. Yes, our first guest. <laughs> um, yay. Um, okay, so I'm also, you know, I'm a big astrology nerd. I feel, I do feel that my um, knowledge of astrology, ha like, peaked and plateaued at the same time <laughs> <laughs> and then nothing I didn't gain any new way to look at it but I don't need it because I have you. Um, <laughs> so why don't you talk to us be, you know fitting um going along with the name of the podcast and um, just how tools that are woo-woo are actually extremely helpful. I guess I'm so into my bubble that I don't even feel like astrology is woo-woo, but is, is it? That's pretty deep into the bubble, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> For a lot of yeah, people, I'm, yeah. still like witchcraft, uh, um, super taboo. Uh, yeah, or even just something to be dismissed as, you know. Yes nonsense Absolutely. if it's not you know yeah 
Well, okay. Yeah, I'm deep in the bubble because to me, that's like, <laughs> oh, that's science. I mean, not really, but it kind of, I'm like, well, there's a lot of math and there's, you know, Angles. it feels extremely practical to me. Um, but let's start with how did you come to um, to astrology? Because I know your background was not really, I mean, I grew up in a very hippie place and you did not. And I would love to hear to for you to tell our listeners how you yeah. got to Yes, thank you. I love to remember falling in love with astrology. Um, I really did not have my antenna up for astrology at all when astrology came into my life, but I was in a period of great transition. And part of what precipitated that, I think, was learning tools and energy healing. And the class was called intuitive healing. I didn't even set out to be in that class though. Mm. Like two different people I admired said, I think you, you need to be in this class oh, taught by this wow. woman. It's called intuitive healing. And I just sort of landed in this room with a bunch of people to learn from her. Her name's Deborah Kremens. Uh, on, this is when I was living in Hawaii. And um, next thing I know, I'm learning about what grounding is. I'm like, <laughs> had no grounding practice, like didn't know that grounding was a thing that you could do to support yourself in any way. Yeah. So I feel like that happened class, to me too. I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. It was amazing. Like yeah. I see this. Oh my goodness. You know, and each week it's like seeing my aura, seeing the end edges of my aura, like checking it out. <laughs> How am I doing? Like, uh, calling my energy back to me, like learning these very like simple daily things that I do every day, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Retuning myself, you know, in the car, retuning myself, like running and retooling, tuning myself, clearing my chakras. Um, you mean you did this like after I you learned, took the class? Yeah. I, start, I learned these daily support tools at this time. And because I then had much more access to my inner voice and access to what's going on inside of me, it then just started to precipitate a lot of change because I began to feel more capable of personal agency in my life mm -hmm. and asking for what I wanted. Yeah. And at the time, part of what I wanted was to renegotiate my contract with my ex-husband and we got we separated you mean when you say contract you mean energetic contract? contract oh your I actual marriage contracts. <laughs> 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 but that's not totally dissolved it's renegotiated because we still are daily friends you know like we're raising children together mm. so we're not in the same home but we are definitely in contract with one another right. um so I was in this period then of spending half my time without my children, which was an amount of spaciousness that I'd never experienced. Mm. And I knew that I wanted to call in new patterns. I was wondering if new patterns are even possible, mm. new ways of being, new ways of talking to myself, new ways of understanding how to relate in the world, how to like be opposite anyone in the world. Mm able to even hear my yes or my no or anything i was calling in tools in the hopes that it was possible and Sorry my brother said you, mm -hmm. i didn't realize i know i've known you for so long and 
somehow I didn't realize how similar our stories were mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Cause I have the same, that is energy healing tools is everything you're saying. That's what helped me. I just, yeah. So anyway, I had no idea. Yes. And it's important to me to emphasize that the energy healing component came first because mm-hmm. everything that I'm about to say about how I relate to astrology is informed by like, that's where I was in my life. Yes. I wasn't approaching astrology from a more analytical place, which is more my, my story. Cause I'm an academic person, oh. but I came to it in this new channel of being like learning through more spiritual tools, learning through channels of access and channels of knowing that I didn't even know that I'd had like six, nine months before. So what happened is my brother sent me my chart. He's an Aquarius son, multi-Aquarius. And uh, he's like, I think you might like learning about your chart and sent me a few links to astrologers that he recommended. And I just dove in and it was like my Pisces self just like found these lagoons of just learning. And I would just like dive all the way in to find like jewels and gems to help me. Hmm. So I very much came to astrology as a healing practice, like as, as a tool among tools for my healing, as also for like reprogramming, like how can the language of astrology help me reprogram how can reprogram patterns that program patterns yes um rewrite contracts like um can it help me with my relationship with my mother can it help me with my relationship whatever to my my role as a teacher like how i teach can it help me be in present time with how i relate to anything and how i talk about myself well so not going to astrology to tell me about my future is my point. Thank you. Yeah. It was like, not astrology. Tell me about next year. Not at all. Hmm. I was going to astrology. Like, what can you teach me about being in my body right now in this moment that I'm in? Mm. Do you have anything to help me? Mm. And so I began to relate to it completely like that. And because I was already calling in information in a more mystical way, very early, I was like, of course, I can talk to the planets. Like, of course, <laughs> I can channel these frequencies and they can talk to me like teachers. And then as I got, I started to feel so empowered in learning myself through these lenses because I, I started to learn to see my gifts that were like very, very um, excited for me to see. Like mm. I had been not really seeing my gifts, mm. my chart my gifts with my chart also helped me see my pain and my wounds and my fears. And I began to ask the language and ask my chart and ask the planets, ask astrology, can you help me grow more skill at being me Mm. like right now? And so I began to just relate to it as like a skills building technology for being a human being. I mean, could I love this more? No, yeah. Zero. it's difficult to imagine how zero percent. I love this so much. Yeah. Okay. So what I want to know is how do you do that? Like, how can a person look at their astrology chart and know their gifts? Is that a question you can answer on a broad level? 
Sure. I mean, every chart is completely different this way. Right. Right? It's worth a very exciting thing to me to open a chart with the lens of seeing this person's gifts. But I, I feel like every planet, every sign, every configuration that you can imagine has just so much superpower, like language inside of it. Even like what you might open, you might Google something and be like, oh, I'm screwed. My chart just told me like, it's like, forget it. Like, actually, I can talk with you about how that actually might be the most exciting place for you to know how powerful you are, mm. you know, mm. but from a astrology, like language perspective, I'm speaking, I speak about astrology from a Jupiterian perspective okay. because Jupiter is the planet that teaches us about tapping into expansiveness and possibilities and buoyancy and like hope mm. and, and feeling like the trust that like you do have access to your gifts and they do really want to move through you and you will actually never run out of them. So mm. please start giving them away mm. to other people. Just oh like be like, like a, a fountain with uh. your gifts. So Jupiter fight for that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're, you're really speaking our language. Well, I mean, and, it's so, it's so life affirming and practical but how would a person do that like let's say okay i'm looking at my chart is there because now you're an expert obviously but when you were starting it <clears throat> and you were looking at your chart like is there something like could people go like say to their rising sign and or you know is there a way someone what would you say to someone starting out it's just somebody starting out like our sun sign like really speaks to us a serious spiritual light that we have like mm. you think mm. about the sun and how it's really difficult to fully take it in right like there's yeah. always certain types of days or conditions where you're mm. like i think that i'm taking in the full sun but even then you're only seeing that maybe at sunset when the light is a certain way that it's like you can't actually look mm. at it or like you that circle behind clouds like it is so difficult to really actually look at the sun mm -hmm. and i think that that speaks in a spiritual way to like we can only experience the magic of our selves in like glimpses you know ah. like some hmm. spiritual light is so big like the spiritual experience of love and the expansiveness, like unconditional love. It's like our systems can only handle it partially in brief, like in moments. And then like, like we just got it and now <laughs> pass it back or like put it somewhere. Cause it's so much, you know, yeah. and so but wow. sign really carries these frequencies of our spirit light. Um, and so I feel like getting to know your sun sign is really potent if you're wanting to understand how seriously radiant your spirit is. Mm. Um, mm. But so, it practically, the practical stuff, um, well, you know, there's practical. lots of other parts. It is a practical thing. Spend some time with that sign and do not read anything about that sign um, from someone who creates fear in your body mm. or is like trying to corner you that you are something mm. like a personality. 
you're not a personality you know mm. you're like could we say what a person is like what are we i don't know <laughs> it's, that was astrology it's super mysterious well can i ask um, that? Can I ask you something about that then? Because I I do tend to think of astrology as being a guide to like, I, not exactly your personality necessarily, but like characteristics that, that may be true about you, like things that you may have proclivities for or um, interest in or aversion to. So when you say it's like, it's not your personality, how, what information do you see astrology giving you about mm -hmm. yourself yeah that's a really good question because definitely and definitely at the beginning having keywords reflected back to me did feel like all right maybe this has something <laughs> like how'd they know that okay yeah i can do that that's true i can be that way that's true but i feel like the planet's in particular, because the signs are really like vibes and ways of doing things and adverbs. Mm. They're not as potent as teachers as the planets are. Mm. The The signs are like the, like if, if um, a room in a house, how would you decorate it in a Pisces way? You would do these things like mm -hmm. the Pisces is a, is like a way mm. of doing things way of being and it gets the way it is because jupiter designed the room you know hmm. that way uh, wait jupiter designed the room, the designed the room jupiter is the what we say the ruler of pisces and right. so it imparts upon pisces its qualities even if you have jupiter in a whole other sign i see right hmm. so i feel like the planets are sitting with us and they love us and they want to have conversations with us about how to love ourselves more, how to listen to what's present and what's going on in us right now, hmm. how to invite in more connectivity right now. It depends on the planet. They all have like different things that they're helping us with. And so for me, growing skill with um, with astrology is really about attunement and about the willingness to like open yourself to listening to what they're wanting to talk to you about hmm. from a place of trust that they love us. To me, they're like beings. Um, maybe I'll say they are beings mm -hmm. who um, like if they're here in the room with us. Like, how would we, how do we want to talk to them as opposed to like them being these like far, far away entities that are like creating havoc down here, mm. you know, like what if they're actually right here mm. and can be connected to them? And if they really want us to understand some things about us, are you willing to listen? Mm. Um, and so that attunement that I'm talking about growing is like, this is what I teach is basically attunement mm. to be able to hear. Um, it's about cultivating to me a relationship with the planet so that they can help guide you in the moment that you're in trusting that you are held and that you're, you're, you're 
wayfinding, like your pathfinding, everything that you're wanting to do and you want to do a good job. Most of us really want to do a good job at being here, you know, that the planets are helping us just like constantly reorient to where we are in time space and then move forward from that place of like, I trust that I can take this next move forward in alignment, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. I want to say a couple of things. One though, I just keep coming back to like, well, how then, okay. So you said, look at your sun sign first, the start of like knowing your spiritual connection or your, <clears throat> your gifts. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say is like, what you said reminded me of, I think I actually was talking to you about this, Britain a while ago was what I've heard about the archetypes that like, they're so big to take in. Like you can't take them in. You just mm-hmm. have it. Like they're too, it's too much. Yeah. Like if you were to, like, if someone were to try to embody an archetype, it would be like trying to embody the sun mm-hmm. according to like mm-hmm. how you're saying it. It's like, you can have some of the qualities, but it's like so massive and so endless and you could never do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, just that's another thought. I just love the idea of thinking of ourselves as being it's it's just a very to me really reverent is that the right word? Like looking at ourselves with such reverence, you know, yeah. like oh my god, we're so we are like part of God, you know, or part whatever you want to call that, or part of the universe, part of creation. Like we can't even ever know how magical and amazing we are. I just really love that. Um, so that's a side note, but, um, so yeah, so that is something like when you talk about that, like, oh, knowing yourself in the astrology from like your chart, I, I feel like I want to do that. Like I, you know, and so that's why I, I hope I'm not like, I don't like that phrase. I need to come up with a new phrase for beating a dead horse because that's a terrible expression. <laughs> but <laughs> no, so whatever that is, replace it. But I hope I'm not doing that. But so like, okay, I'll just say for me, how I look at it, and maybe this is why I've plateaued uh, with my understanding of it, is I often will just look at like my rising sign and tuning into that or like my I mean I do have I do know a little bit like my rising sign and north node are together so like that informs a lot but I'm just wondering if there it like okay how so you're <laughs> sorry this question I, I'm gonna I've I, I think I'm vibing you and I'm just okay. gonna run good an answer okay good. um here's the deal okay the reason I wrote those books, Living the Signs, is because I started to learn really on, we are too obsessed with our charts. Oh. And we like, mm. we don't even need our charts. Oh. Like, you can be connected to astrology. And like, just if your chart's confusing, or you feel frustrated, or it's like, um, it feels like it's excluding you because you must not be getting something or just whatever like don't even worry mm. like you don't even need your chart the living the signs books is written so that you will connect with all of it and like don't even worry about your placement mm. i have stuff in the books as you know 
that'll be like, if this is in your first house, then da, 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 da. But if I were to write those books now, I don't know that I would even include anything about charts because I think people get fixated on their own charts and we lose the picture. We lose the larger thing that's going on here, which is our connectedness to all Mm. of it. Mm. Like, and rather than being like, it's like, what's the meaning? What's it trying to tell me? What's my purpose? Like we can get a little bit anxious or extractive or like, it's like overanalyzing. We're so hungry to understand it that we get lost in the deep, the looping of the details. And even now when I do readings, I sometimes don't even, we don't even talk about the person's chart. Cause like, to me, it's like, let's be here with you now what are your questions and maybe we just want to talk about the venus archetype for an hour Mm. and like maybe we'll talk about where venus is in the chart but it's like if you're not understanding venus then for me to like get into these details about the information of your venus it's Um. like it'll even get lost like the larger message is like a frequency from venus that maybe is ready to flower for someone Hmm. and i don't want the person fixating on getting their placement right you know it reminds me of you know this is true with any kind of issue like let's say you're having a problem with your partner or something and or a friend and you're like stuck you're stuck in your head thinking about trying to figure it out if you're not connected to yourself and you know, your feelings and the relationship in the moment, you're going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh. Exactly. Yeah. It's like jumping ahead sometimes. I'm a big both and person. So it's like, I love charts. Like charts are such beautiful maps, compasses, like whispers of possibilities they suggest timeline potentials that we may want to get ourselves on and we don't really actually have to have charts Hmm. like i'd love to do astrology readings for people who don't want to look at their chart they don't have their birth time the (laughs) chart's confusing cool we'll be in the space of astrology together like we'll be in it without the chart you know and that you can go to such deep places and then come back up and then look at your chart after you've been not worrying about your chart for a while. Yeah. Well, and it's so easy to get daunted by the minutiae of astrology, like looking at, at, like, at, I mean, anyone's birth chart, your own or anyone's, it's like a tangle of lines and an indecipherable map underneath that. And, uh, I, I mean, I really, I really like, yeah, well, yes. I mean, obviously I haven't learned it, but it, it starts out that way. I imagine for most people and the idea of being able to connect to the message inside of all of that detail first is, I, it sounds very powerful, but it also strikes me that it may be an uncommon approach in astrology. Is that true? I think it, I think it really is. I, um, I don't want to presume I'm like special or unique, (laughs) but I think that I've been working my way to permissioning myself that this is, this is actually really awesome the way I want to do it and not a problem because I don't 
know other people that do it this way. Uh, you know? I mean, there's so much about this that is a metaphor for, I think, the really a, an ideal way to deal with life. I mean, like what I just said about the dealing, like if you're having a problem with someone relationally, but even just living your life, like it's so mm. much more, I mean, I'm getting emotional. It's because it's so much more heart connected, you know, to not have to know why am I, I'm getting very emotional. This is, <laughs> but it to not to be just connected to your divine and to the universe, the universe and like just the next steps that you're feeling and moving through life and not, I mean, not having to know like, oh my God, what's my purpose? I have to figure this thing mm -hmm. out next. Like I have to, you know, through my brain, understand this. And it's like, no, be in the room. <laughs> I mean, you're saying the room of astrology, but like also just in the room of your higher self, your higher knowing yeah. and going with that instead of, um, trying to analyze your way through life. Yeah, I can I just yeah. add something, Britain. What you were saying earlier about about thinking of the planets as, or I mean, uh, of just like accepting that they are here to guide, that they want to guide you, that they are interested in you. It um, it just made me think of like if you were a little kid, you could and you wanted to spend your time asking your parents for your purpose in life, that would be a massive waste of a lot that a parent has to offer in terms of like guidance now. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. how do I tie my shoes? How do I, <laughs> you know, like how do I get through this moment that I am in now as opposed to looking only at the overarching things? I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, yes. it's, it was very striking. Mm. Yes. I love that um, reference to the tying of the shoes because like I feel like if astrology can't be with us in all the mundane detail mm. then then it's not like life you know it's not like why experience and I feel like astrology is not separate from experience it's mm. everything and so if it's like in your room, when you're looking at plants, there are aspects of the planets and those plants, but they're mm. also like the design of the pen that you chose because you like the design of the pen. Like there it's, it's everywhere and you're, and it helps continuously reaffirm how connected you are to everything actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah. God, I really love it. <laughs> it's just so much. Uh, okay. Well, I, but unfortunately I think we have to wrap it up, which is terrible yeah, news. That, that flew by. Yeah. That's, we have to have you back already. Yeah. It's so fun to talk. Uh, Thank you for having I love me. this so much. So, um, yeah, because I know Brett had other questions, but we'll get to them next time. They feel unimportant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It really feels like, I mean, it's what you're saying, how astrology is part of everything. And it just makes me feel very connected to the whole, just to, 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 I want to say, I mean, God doesn't 
say it because you know I don't mm-hmm. necessarily believe in God in the terms that were that is usually thought of, but source creation it's just like all part of it and I feel okay the last thing I'll just say is I've been thinking a lot lately about just like capitalism and the patriarchy and how it's made having a purpose feel so um stifling and (laughs) disconnected actually like you think it's a big question oh what's my purpose but it's actually the way it's been watered down and and hammered down really it feels like a limiting question and i don't know if this is going to make any sense but this whole conversation has made me feel just connected more to that idea of like it's all part of the purpose like everything drinking a glass of water mm-hmm. well you're doing yeah. it because you're feeling that's what you need that's part of your that's your purpose <laughs> you know like brushing your hair that's your purpose and then also listening to your call, inner callings and desires that's also part of it and i don't know the way you described astrology made me feel it's just feels mirrored it, it feels like the same thing Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Britton. Can you please tell people, are you even doing readings right now or what's happening I'm with you? I'm about to make it possible to book with me. Right. Lately, I've okay. just been doing my longer term container. Like um, it's a six to nine month container for one-on-ones because teaching is such a big part of my work right now. I don't know when this will come out, but uh, I am doing a- This week coming up. Tuned for, for my Pluto offering, which will be over Scorpio season, which uh, um, I'm hating in. Yes. Um, yes. As I open up my books again and have new offerings, the best way to keep an eye out for that would be my newsletter, or my Instagram, or my podcast. Can you tell people what they are? Yes. My Instagram is at Britton LaRue. My website is BrittonLaRue.com. So that's easy. And then my podcast is Moon to Moon like cycle to cycle month to month yeah great and i'll be on that soon too yes yeah um and we'll put it on the show notes so anyway thank you so much britain oh great okay well we (laughs) hope you all loved it as much yeah. as we did. Um, no pressure. Oh, no, there's a lot of pressure. There's oh, sorry, tons of, of pressure. Fucking pressure. Love it or else. Okay. Enjoy it. Mm, that made me think. Oh, of right. Sorry. Brody R.I.P. Brody Stevens. Yeah, he was a really great, funny comedian who used to say that a lot. Enjoy it. I wanted to say it like he would say yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. So now it is time for the energy report. Wait. <laughs> Have I not been singing? <laughs> well, we're, we're all, this is only our third episode. Um, well, and I think I you mean, said you would sing the first week, but I don't think you did uh, sing last okay, week. Okay. I think you just paused. Okay. Well, um, I used to, for those who didn't know, I used to be, have a podcast, Magic Monday, which we haven't official, officially RIP'd. <laughs> and don't worry, listeners. Tessin, I've had a few people reach out to say that they were relieved to hear that the break, friend breakup I had that I discussed <laughs> previously was not with Tess. It is not. Um, so it's still possible. Anything's possible in this world. But anyway, <laughs> I used to... <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't mean to say it like that. I was just 
If you want to know what was really happening is I was in the middle of putting candle wax, massaging it into my <laughs> hands because it, it's like a little lotion at this point, the kind that I have. So I got a little distracted. It smells great, though. Okay. Got distracted Whew. and you took it out on me. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm Okay. I, did, I really didn't know it sounded like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Who cares about you? We're moving on. Whew. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to edit that. <laughs> or all of it. We'll see. Okay. So now it's time for the energy. Oh, I went on that whole tangent just to say that. What? Well, <laughs> I was going to say when you say it, if you could please say, and now it's time for, and then hold and say the energy. Why? You asked for some music last oh. week, and so I inserted some music, oh. and it requires that space. Oh, but you okay. didn't sing. If you want to go back to singing, no, let's too. start it over. Okay. Okay. And now it's time for the energy report. <laughs> maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need to, in this podcast. Maybe what we need is a news reporter, like a. It's like an old Morse typewriter. code type. Uh, oh, typewriter. People typing it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the old like um, uh, news of the world type uh, yeah. like RKO broadcasting little sound effect they used to have. In I'm thinking more of like on NPR. Well, like all things considered. Don't they do something like oh, this? I, is... they, uh, I'll have to listen. They haven't done that in a long time. Well, yeah. But I do remember what you're talking about. Roughly. Yeah, when I was little and my parents would listen to All Things Considered, that's what sure. I would hear. And this is All Things Considered. Do, 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 do. So anyway, okay, we spent a lot of time here. <laughs> Guys, let's get to it. And ladies. Um, so, <laughs> okay. And now it's time for The Energy this is what I'm feeling for the energy report. Yes, we've already discussed that I had an accidental macro dose. So I don't know. Maybe that'll be help this. I don't know. Um, maybe it will be help it. Maybe it will be help it. So what I'm feeling is that it's actually feeling a little, and I haven't looked into this astrology, but it feels a little more watery. Like, okay, <laughs> last week we were jumping on a pogo stick, which... P.S. On top of a mountain, happen. by the way. Yeah. On top of was, a mountain. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that whole thing, absolutely true for me. But anyway, this one feels more like we're in water now. Mm. Kind of the same feel, but in water. So it's like we're mm. in water, you're swimming along, and then it's like, woo, uh oh, I'm getting thrown out of the water. Oh, no. Thro wait, wait. Th thrown out of the water? Well, I've reached a peak of a wave and it's like, ah, I wanted to just be in smoother waters. I didn't know it was so choppy that I got like oh. pushed to the top kind of thing. And now I'm going back in the waters and this feels nice. And and then I'm going up again. And then so it's it's a little it's not the smoothest ride, but it's smoother than a pogo stick on a mountain. Because of the water. Because of the, the water. Because of, yeah, okay. Yeah, the water doesn't feel... 
the water actually feels pretty soothing. So what I'm trying to say is, this is how it feels. The energy, it's like it feels soothing and even heart affirming and connected relationally, I will say, that it feels <clears throat> like you may be feeling a heart opening in relationship with people. It may feel like you're really being seen, like you're really mm. being heard, like really, like there's opportunities, it feels like, for a nice connection. And then... But along those lines, also, it could feel like, um, oh, wait a minute, I feel unsafe. So like, oh, I feel so safe. I feel vulnerable. But then it's like, ah, wait a minute. Did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the th Basically, you know, Mercury is coming out of retrograde. It's October 2nd, but I can't remember. What uh, it's day. Sunday. So, okay. So the Sunday after this airs, which is mm -hmm. on Wednesday. So it feels sort of like, wait a minute. Some nice connection, but then also some like, uh, I, I don't know that I wanted to expose myself like that, emotionally mm. speaking. <laughs> then when we come back into the next, the beginning of next week, it's, I don't know, the feeling I'm getting is, does feel like a little bit more solid ground, but also a little bit of that feeling of, am I too bare? Like, do I want to collaborate like this? It definitely collaboration feels like a thing. Hmm. either connection with other people or collaboration with work but it feels like both kind of that feeling when you are close to somebody like the excitement but then also oh god did I say too much or am I too I mean not that that always has to happen when you're close to somebody but just the vulnerability of closeness of intimacy right, right. but then there also does feel like more of a solid ground um just maybe also feeling a little bit exposed to. So if I were to give some tools to handle this, I would just say as much as you can, stay in the feeling, stay in the trust with self. And if you get scared, bring in that loving parent to the fear. Like, remember that you are not your fear. That's your inner child who's scared and feels maybe alone or, you know, exposed that you're not and you're not there to help them that's my, maybe the feeling coming up so try putting your hand on your heart and just letting that part of you know like okay I'm here and maybe even checking in that might be a good time too to do that mm. mercury retrograde situation of reviewing it like okay I do feel vulnerable is the do I feel safe you know talking about this or that or working on this like you don't have to do anything you don't want to. So just checking in with your boundaries and how you feel as opposed to getting taken away by the current. Right. That makes sense. So that's where, that's really where we are with things, everybody. <laughs> um, I hope that was helpful. Um, if you would like, now we're just going to end with this house. Why am I announcing everything today? It's very yeah. like uh, ungraceful. Uh, Is that a word? ungraceful yeah that's a feels word. like a word yeah. for some reason i felt like it might oh disgraceful you know that i've never thought about that word like that disgraceful <laughs> uh, it's uh, like <laughs> it's part of grace but it's like a disgrace yeah like if, when you're dissing someone named grace exactly yeah I get very that. specific but they came <laughs> up with a word for it for some yeah, reason I, I mean and remarkably prescient for the use of the word dis that way yeah, well, 
Here we are. Anyway, you can find <laughs> me at highestlighthealing.com, highestlighthealing on Instagram. I haven't been on TikTok as much, but maybe I will be. Who knows? We'll see. Um, sign up for my newsletter and you will get three free meditations that are pretty great. And uh, I'd love to see you on there. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. That's right. Bye. Bye, everyone.